She's excited. What's up? Are you What's happy up? to be on the couch? You haven't been on the couch all day today because you pooped. <laughs> you pooped on the carpet. Come on, Lola. And yet you're still better than EA this week. <laughs> EA's the real pooper. <laughs> I was I was on a I was on Twitter as I tend to be. Yeah. And I I saw Rock Paper Shotgun reviewed it wasn't even a review, I don't think. It was just a I think you posted a link to this, but I didn't yeah. get to see it. I didn't look at it. It was a look at Need for Speed Payback. Oh yeah. And it was like Need for Speed Payback. This is their headline. It's worse than shitting your pants. That <laughs> yeah. was their headline. And I was just like, oh, snap. <laughs> like, wow. Like, you guys having a rough week. <laughs> they are. I don't know. I feel like they deserve it, though. The most disliked Reddit comment in the history of Reddit. And you got Rock, you got rock Paper Shotgun shitting on you on Twitter. Dude, that Reddit comment was such bullshit. They deserve to get piled for that. I know. But it was just, they're having a tough week. Yeah, they deserve They shit it. on the carpet way worse than Lola did this morning. Yeah. <laughs> You're okay. We definitely need to, like, transplant this conversation in the podcast. Oh, it's recording. Oh, we're going. This is going to be the intro. This is the intro. Hello. We're <laughs> introing. Okay. No, that's, man, they, I don't know, they deserved it. <laughs> this has been an abysmal week. Yeah. For like, them. They've had a terrible week and they deserved it. Yeah. And that game was not good. Welcome to the Shack Cast, the official Shack News podcast of Shack News. This is episode 12. I'm your host, Asif Khan. I'm CEO of Shack News, editor in chief of Shack News, chief Rocket League tutor of the Shack staff, and a puppy wrangler. And today I had to wrangle some, some, some <laughs> things that Lola dropped on the carpet. Bad girl, Lola. My furry co host, Lola, Lola, is here as always, and, and with me as usually. David Craddock has made the trek across the mean streets of Canton, Ohio, <laughs> uh, over here to, uh, we streamed earlier, yes. and now, now we're now we're recording a podcast. That's double duty doing it for Shaq News. Yeah, and I guess I am I am the Rocket League Padawan yeah. to your Jedi. Sure, and, and I guess uh, Donovan's Mace Windu. Oh, yes, he is. Because <laughs> he was kind of there, too. And he's yeah, he pretty, was. Pretty good. If he had if he had purple explosions, that would make him the perfect yeah. Mace Windu. He was, he's, not, he's not there yet. No. You know? He's a young Mace Windu. Yeah. We all know what happened to Mace Windu. Yeah, that's true. Sad. Yeah. Really sad what happened to the Jedi. Mace Windu went out the window. Right? Yeah. There's no Mace Windu unlock in Battlefront, though. <laughs> If there is, it's probably only 800,000 credits. Uh, for only 400,000 credits, you get base window reduced from a million credits. So, yeah, it's, it's been an interesting start to the, the gaming news week. EA is getting piled. 
EA, and I, I and they deserve it. The most disliked comment in the history of Reddit. So what was that comment? They were explaining the unlocks, and they said, "Well, we feel you you a sense of accomplishment, you feel a sense of accomplishment <laughs> at, at grinding forty plus hours to unlock a character, a character." <laughs> Darth Vader. Fuck you, yeah. Forty hours, eighty hours to get him and Luke Skywalker, and then they they change it literally. They changed the progression mechanic an hour and a half before the review embargo was up. And my theory was they knew they were going to get dogpiled in reviews, and this was like a Hail Mary. Yeah. I'm like, oh, let's see if we can salvage like a oh, point I got the or email. two. I got the email from the press release about the, the change in the mechanic. <sighs> Man. They're like, hey, what, do you got an update on the review? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got a six instead of a five. That's basically what happened. Yeah, it is. It's it, we we discussed the review extensively yesterday because uh, we're looking at it just from a you know it was funny hearing Greg who was the reviewer right who he he had been to the review event he had interviewed some devs he met people who cared about the project and he felt bad about the score yeah and I'm like this you how- can't. This is how you know Greg is still new to the world of reviewing. You need to be hardened and battle scarred. Yeah, but he's critic. an interviewer. Yeah, he is. No, this is, so this is out of his wheelhouse. It's it is. definitely that's it showed. Yeah. when he was saying that, I'm like, you can't be worried about that, Greg. No, yeah, it's you got to be worried about our readers. Yeah, we talked briefly. I think someone mentioned possibly adjusting the score due to EA's change, but we really didn't have time to gauge like, okay, they made a change, but how well did that mitigate the problem or did it mitigate it enough? The game that they gave us to review yeah, didn't we had have to that mechanic. That. Yeah. We so we felt like we had to review it. that game. Yeah. And I think that was fair. Yeah, that was fair. And now <laughs> to use a phrase coined by Jeff Keeley this morning, now that Battlefront's an ongoing game, we can cover it in an ongoing fashion. Yeah, I look forward to that. <laughs> They've really made video games sound like a pre-existing condition. Yep. They have successfully been like, oh man, what ongoing game do you have? Oh man, I have Destiny 2. Yeah, I, I, have, uh, <laughs> I have Battlefront 2. I got Battlefront 2. Yeah, it's pretty serious because by the time you've finished Destiny 2's campaign four times, I'll be halfway to unlocking Luke Skywalker <laughs> in Battlefront you know they 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 really almost made it sound terminal yeah uh which you know i understand why that exists uh we we thought a better term for it because we had been kicking around the same idea game that was already out of the year so for context this was (laughs) jeff Keeley announced the categories for the video game that's right this year and one is best ongoing game which means games that's still being supported yes like you know you know your destiny 2 your rocket league i don't was rocket league a nominee and then i don't think so which is too because it just came out on switch today yeah i think warframe was which definitely sure, is justified yeah because yeah, that, uh, that game's nothing like what it was when it shipped right and i think it's cool it's it's always been a pretty neat game like considering what it was was PUBG in that category yes okay yeah yeah. And, and but that's that's a game that didn't even ship yet. Yeah, that's ongoing. So like it, that's what I mean about the the indeterminacy of this category. Yeah, it's such a nebulous term. Like when does a game a game that a game hasn't even like officially started yet? That game is still on the prologue of its story. Yeah, and yet it's it's up. What for, story? 
Well, the, sto- <laughs> the story of this game's life cycle. Okay. I guess. The know. story of PUBG. Yeah. The story Not of like PUBG. an actual story mode. Have you seen Battle Royale? Have you seen Hunger Games? Then you know the story for PUBG. Battle Royale. Yeah. We're going to do Battle Royale of the Year. Which is, is it going to go to Fortnite? It might. Because <laughs> we have Fortnite. Charles on our staff is a pretty big advocate of uh, Fortnite. A lot of people are advocates of Fortnite Battle yeah. Royale. And yeah. it. it from a lot of accounts it runs pretty well and you know PUBG. uh listening to to chris today in slack uh he said that the vaulting update has made it more stable the hmm. problem that's going on in PUBG is the same problem that they saw in daisy you know the cheaters and the hackers yeah, yeah. where daisy became unplayable right because it was just hacked to crap um if that continues, it's going to suck. I think it coming out on console is going to change things up a little. Because maybe the console version will be less hacker prone. You would hope so. But then you're playing with a controller. Yeah. And you can't play across that same... It's not going to be cross-platform. There's no way. No. I mean, anyone playing on a controller would be at a disadvantage. But that was like one of the things. Like We're we're kind of, we're going to keep... We're going to get back to Star Wars. We're not done beating up on that thing. But, no. But read Greg's review. Uh, watch his video if he didn't watch the review. Uh, yeah, he did video. a video review with And we have yeah. a ton of gameplay up, too. So yeah. we have plenty of things that you can watch and consume and read that will prevent you from buying the game. Right. Including a news story on the changes EA made to the, the unlocks and the progressions. That's right. And we'll have guide content coming, too. If you're afflicted with the ongoing game that is Battlefront yes. 2, we will have treatment for you available on <laughs> shackfacts.com. The latest ongoing condition. <laughs> ongoing game. Oh, man. It's rough. It's an epidemic. You know an, an ongoing game that I love? Loot boxes? Splatoon 2. Okay. Okay. And it wasn't nominated. But it just came out this year. That's the other thing. So many games. Yeah. Like, PUBG's not even out, and it's an ongoing game. I don't know. Like How do, how do they even choose... Which games to nominate? Because you would think Splatoon. It's like two fifty-one be... different game critics come together and have a some sort of a meeting that Shaq News isn't invited to. What interests me <laughs> about these categories is this is something you and I have talked about: is that Nintendo could very well be cannibalizing votes in Game of the Year categories because Mario Odyssey and Zelda Breath of the Wild are both so great. Mm-hmm. And here we are, the first example. Uh, in the best game of the year, whatever they call it, for the, the video game awards, they have Mario Odyssey and Zelda alongside PUBG, which I don't agree with. The mm-hmm. game is not even out yet. Uh, and a few other things. So, you know, here, here we are. Persona 5. Yeah, Persona 5. Uh, and Horizon, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. Those are the five. So these, and that's that's pretty good competition, I guess. Uh, but I'm very interested to see how Nintendo is going to fare against Nintendo this year yeah. in these game of the year because this is just the first I've, i think many game of the year contests where mario and zelda will and i'm going head to head i it's it's gonna be a tough one yeah because mario outsells zelda it oh it, it absolutely does it's so, so much more accessible breath of the wild is a hard game it is but it's like the best game to come oh, out in like 10 years that's that's not a shot that's that's one of the ways <laughs> it appeals to me i think as an older god player. i love it i love how hard that game is I, yeah I, I love the the feeling when you you finally do something in that game. 
Yeah, <laughs> I still didn't do it right. I turned on hero mode the other day just to show my wife the first like thirty seconds for me just dying over and over on the first on the Great Plateau because uh-huh. I didn't just go for the shrines right away. I, I went to like fight a bunch of big monsters and stuff. Lola is licking the hell out of you. She's loving me right now. She's like, "You're my friend." Hi, Lola. You're talking about Zelda. That's her. That's her jam. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, "Oh yeah, I love Breath of the Wild." <laughs> my breath is pretty wild. So last year, Lola's game of the year was Doom. Oh sure, she's got impeccable taste. This year, she's really feeling Zelda. Yeah, I I want people to choose Zelda, but I have a feeling that the pub the the Game Awards audience is going to go PUBG. I have I have a feeling that other sites will yeah. go Zelda. Yeah, because it's 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 less democratized, right? It, there's 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 like, I don't know how many people are going to vote for us, but like ten. Uh, yeah and, and then we give the chatty a vote and i guess i should I, like i should clarify like i usually don't get too invested in game of the year debates but last year like doom that's one of my favorite series and i was i was so glad to see it make a comeback i really believed in in that project this year this is this has been such a strong year especially for nintendo as two self-professed nintendo fanboys yeah for sure i think we're both very interested to see how mario and especially zelda do yeah zelda is still like it's still the only game like i if i could just sit down and play that every day if i could justify that mm-hmm. to myself i would i would do it something's going on on my switch oh yeah there's too much awesome stuff to play i saw your menu man you got a you've got a, just a, a cornucopia a yeah. spoil of riches on your switch i mean i haven't beat mario and rabbits yet right the game's awesome yeah really a delightful game I like it a lot. It's a, I think I saw it nominated under best strategy. Yeah. Game in the video game awards. Yeah. So I mean it's it's definitely there's there's that but still like I, there's that game, there's Doom that just came out. Yeah. There's Rocket League that literally came out today. That's right. And I was up till 4 in the morning playing Rocket League on my Switch, literally <laughs> right here on my couch. Lola passed out watching me play Rocket League. She's looking for her toy, which she's sitting on. But yeah, you know, it's there's a it, it is a spoil of riches. I still have to beat Mario. Yeah, you know, so I'm playing Rocket League for review. Right. I reviewed Doom. I downloaded while I was at the eShop. I saw this Ultra Chess game sitting there, <laughs> and I had I had watched their really dope trailer. That trailer was great, and I was like, you know what? I'm buying this game because your trailer was so great, <laughs> and it's a chess game, and it's pretty good. Yeah, again, I I I won. I was che- playing against standard difficulty, and I won my first try. But chess is the sort of game I I want to see on portable systems. Yeah, you, you know? know, there's a rumor that came out. Uh, that I guess was kind of murmurs at BlizzCon sort of thing mm. that Hearthstone's coming to Switch, which is like the most obvious thing ever. Yeah, that would really work. And I, I've, I've been a big proponent of seeing more touchscreen friendly and even touchscreen only games coming to Switch. The other thing is if they could figure out how to bring Hearthstone to a controller-based game, then you could port it to PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah, that's true. So if it's not just in handheld and you can actually play it in docked mode... yeah. And they come up with a new user interface to play with controller. That's just more people that can play your game. Right. So for a free-to-play game like that, it makes sense. I've been thinking of a lot of like old, o- older games I wouldn't mind seeing on Switch. I would totally buy Plants vs. Zombies again uh-huh. on Switch. Not the second one. No, the first one. 
Yeah, I loved the first one. The second one, I think, was a, a kind of a victim I'd, of microtransactions. I'd buy Garden Warfare. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. On Switch. Yeah. And, you know, it kind of goes back to the lack of shooters, you know, and that would be a fun game. It would. You know, it but yeah, I agree. Would. I'd like to see. But the problem is EA owns that. Yeah, I mean. And they <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it came Just off the wrong way. I think I'm at, no, it's, I, I took it the way EA inadvertently. EA has only made FIFA. For Switch, right? And it wasn't the new version of FIFA. It was a, a a nerfed, basically a 360 port, right? So they they have shown very little effort. But hey, they bought Respawn, <laughs> so now they can make more Titanfalls, right? Dun, 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 so dun. three years. I I posted it in Slack when I posted the news story. I was like three years from the date that they announced that. I'm like, it's, this is, there's no way it's yeah. around three years from now. Yeah. Because that acquisition price is pretty hefty. Do you remember last year we we wrote a sequence of stories? A lot of sites covered this when EA said, oh, yeah, or, or I think Respawn be, uh, said, oh, yeah, you know, we're definitely, we're in Titanfall for the long haul. And then like a month or two later, they said, we don't know if there's going to be a sequel. <laughs> we don't We don't know what EA wants to do. Yeah. And, you know, here we are now. And they're probably going to make a Star Wars game. They probably will, and I bet I bet if they do a Titanfall three, it's it's more multiplayer focused, maybe to the point where they exclude single player. Stand by for Jar Jar. Oh boy. But yeah, there's two huge disappointments in Battlefront. Getting back to Battlefront, real yeah. quick. Yeah. No Ewoks, and no Jar Jar. Yep. And loot crates that are forced upon you, and multiplayer game progression that's gated by it. Yeah. And who wants to buy something for $60 and not be able to play as Luke? Right. Hey, I bought Star Wars. I have to play it for 40 hours to play as Luke Skywalker. Yeah, as Luke freaking Skywalker. And you know, I think this is something Charles mentioned in in our virtual office. It would be nice if at least like the first time you beat the campaign, like, hey, here's a character. You like randomly unlock, you know, Vader or Luke or or Solo or Leia or somebody. You know, get get you excited about the multiplayer yeah. mode. Instead, they're like, no, here's 500 credits. Good luck. You're only 75,000 away. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, it's, it's an interesting decision. And we were talking about how it seems like it was like the accounting department at EA kind of was like, hey, guys, we're not going to make money on this game unless we do this. Yeah. You know, so they were like forced upon it because the actual game, <laughs> DICE makes good games. They do. They're fun. Yep. They're fun, pure shooters, and they have good vehicle combat. Mm-hmm. And that's the ingredients for a great Star Wars game. Yeah. So that's, that was what was troubling about this review is the game itself is good. So this is, it's a ba- good game. And Battlefront 2 was kind of positioned to be like the total Star Wars package. It was yep. going to have beautiful graphics running on Frostbite. Mm-hmm. It was going to have a single-player campaign. It was going to have multiplayer, which was already strong in the first game. They just needed to fill in a few blanks. Instead, this this it's been marred by this loot box controversy, and, you know, and there are a lot of people coming out kind of in defense not not a, not in defense of this policy, but in defense of the game itself. Like, hey, you know, it really sucks to be working like one hundred hour weeks for a year and a half, two years, have your game come out, and everybody bitches and moans about. Well, it wasn't the bitching and the moaning; it's the <laughs> this Lola snorting, <laughs> the. Uh... <laughs> oh my goodness 
don't think I've ever heard this. <laughs> now she's now she's done. That was something else. <laughs> it's the she, she feels a little self self conscious now. <laughs> she's so funny. So yeah, she or sorry. <laughs> We're just have to edit that. I will leave it in. I don't even know. I think people like when Lola messes up the show. It's so funny. <laughs> it's sad because I was talking about something serious, and then she started doing that. <laughs> so the the part that I really dislike about how people have been reacting to devs on the internet is mm-hmm. the death threats. They're yeah, that's devs, uncalled for. Yeah, de- people should not have death threats for their game having loot crates. You can't just be mad at someone's video game and threaten to kill them. And yeah. I've seen a lot of devs posting like, "This is why I got out of the industry," or "This is why I want to leave the industry." And like, sure, it's it's rough, man. These people, like, I I feel bad if you worked on that game. Know that I don't think your game is like the actual game is bad, but there's a mechanic in it yeah. that breaks it and yeah. makes it terrible. You made a good game, you know. And yep. you just you put something in it that made it a terrible game, right? But there's people, you know, like there's there. It's very carpe- compartmentalized, right? You work on one thing in a game. Yeah. There's one guy who designed the X wing. There's one guy who did this. You know, know that there that those people's work was solid. Yeah. But the, whoever made the decision to do this and incentivize microtransactions and put a gate in front of the fun, yeah, that was a bad decision. Yeah. That's the person. That should be criticized for it, but no one should have their life threatened for this. Or, it's fucking video games. Yeah, no, there's there's never a cause for death threats, yeah, and yet on. it happens so often. Yeah, around it's because internet anonymity. Yep, and the just the toxicity of certain realms of the video games community. I think I think like on an intellectual level, I understand that it happens. But just as, as like as a human being, I'm I, I'm always like it's almost surreal. Like you're threatening someone's life over this video game. Yeah, what is wrong with you? Yeah, like that's that seems a bit much. Yeah, even if you're doing it f- like as a joke, you know. Yeah, even if you're doing it as for lulls, mm-hmm. why are you getting lulls off of this? Yeah, that's messed up. Yeah, that's not right. So people need to learn to not threaten people's death over video games yeah like the the more you knows you know the you remember those the more you knows on nbc yeah. saturday mornings mm-hmm. before saved by the bell and shit i do the more the more you knows in 2017 are so sad like <laughs> hey don't send death threats to game developers the more you know hey don't sexually harass women <laughs> yeah hey don't shoot people at church that's kind of like a like, running what the fuck dude? it's a running theme of 2017 like the more you know is basically a bunch of stuff you really should know you should fucking know it's not the more you, like you know eight years old is that the more you know it's like hey fucker yeah. do this <laughs> hey dumbass it's like you can't yeah. I, I don't know it's and there's another shooting today it's at a at a outside of an elementary school in california it's like every day yeah you know you know i mean that's why like it's just three things don't shoot people don't sexually harass people don't send death threats don't send death threats for any reason for any reason let alone video games there's no reason no but like to get that riled up over a video game but you know what i think really galvanized this situation is people's undying love for star wars 
Oh yeah. And the geekery and nerdery around that franchise yeah. and how that has changed. You know how there's this new generation of Star Wars fans. Yeah. That are like way more hyper into it. Yeah. And, and you know than the adults in the room. And it's just funny because you have a game where the adults in the room made it, and the internet, which is probably younger than them, yeah, is attacking them. And it's like you can look at this from an artist standpoint and be like, "Man, who am I making art for today?" You know, because like the that's got to drain people. Yeah, there's people that work in like netcode for Battlefront that are like, "Screw it, I'm just going to go work at Azure at Microsoft and do cloud computing." I talked to. Uh you know, I'm writing a series of books about Diablo and Blizzard North, mm-hmm. and the crunch on Diablo 2 lasted 18 months. And after that, a certain certain programmers left, and one guy got a job at a bank. He said, because I work 40 hours a week at a bank, which means since I'm salary, I end up making more at that bank than I did working like 100 plus hours a week at Blizzard. Mm-hmm. The video games industry is brutal. Everywhere you turn, it's just brutal. Engineers in general oh, are yeah. treated like crap. Yep. Uh, but also, you had voice actors mm-hmm. that were being treated pro- really poorly yeah. by some devs. And then you have artists who are being treated poorly, musicians, everyone who goes into those things. It, you really are sacrificing to make your art. Yeah. I think video games are a form of art. Yeah, I agree. And they sacrifice to do that like a musician would, like a like an author would, like a artist like anyone like an actor you know and I, I feel like there's that same that same kind of sacrifice that's built into it i i would almost say it's it probably runs deeper like i know it it's, it's systemic like the, the it's, way that they the way that they compensate their people it is it is but here, here's here's what really drives me like as an author i get that sacrifice on a certain level but how do you think people at Visceral mm-hmm. or Dice have felt over the past couple months, knowing that they're working hard on their art, yeah. only for someone, something completely out of their control, to just pull the rug out from yeah. them? Like you know, like the rank and file developers at Dice, they probably were against microtransactions and loot boxes. You mm-hmm. know, they had to see the storm coming. But yeah. What could they do? And then you know, Star Wars, Star Wars, and EA have just taken a beating over the past couple months because before this. Visceral got shut down. Mm-hmm. And Amy Hennig's Star Wars game sounded like it was chopped up and sold off for parts. Mm-hmm. And I feel like EA has screwed up the Star Wars license not once but twice in a matter of weeks. Yep. And that is just bananas to me. This is Star Wars. It just speaks to the fact that Disney should have never given up on interactive studios. No. They had better control of their quality when they were making their games, or at least when they were farming it out. Yeah. Than what we're seeing now. Right. They can't just be a licensor of their content. They yeah. need to. They need to make their own games. Yeah, they do. Because you get this, you get this when you give it to EA. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I, and it's like there are great development studios at EA, but the people managing it are clearly doing something wrong. Yeah. And that's disappointing. You know, and it, it, this is something that a year from now. It's going to come back to haunt them financially. Oh, it definitely will. Like, I'm looking at this, you know, because I, I, I have this feature that I've been terrible at keeping updated called Game Trader. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the finance side of this. Right. EA is set up for a fall. Oh, yeah. Stock's like above 100 a share. Like, it's all-time highs. 
hard ass comparisons year over year mm-hmm. and with expectations of two star wars games now being this battlefront's not going to sell well nope there's no way i i think that the other shoe will drop on this I don't know. I, I don't want... This is all speculation on my part, but I, I don't think we're going to hear good things stemming from this Battlefront 2 situation. No. Within the next six months, I think we'll have some sad news, Yeah, I, I would guess. Yeah, so just using my thinking cap yeah. as a finance guy, I'm like, I kind of want a short EA on this. Right. I'm going to look into it. I don't have any... I, I have some put options on the stock market in case there's a, an apocalypse. Mm-hmm. But I don't have any shorts. I'm not outright betting against anything, right? Other than the the market as a hedge. But yeah, I, I look at how EA is doing this fall. Yeah, and then I turn around and I look at Nintendo, <laughs> and I'm like, hmm, <laughs> who, who who would I rather put my money with? And which platform? Like, I mean, it's just funny to see that EA is the company that's like, eh. We don't want to support Switch. Yeah. We don't want to make money. Meanwhile, Bethesda's like, what else else do we got? A Skyrim. Give them Skyrim on Switch. Man, so let's talk (laughs) about that. Because just minutes ago, we finished recording a live streaming. Please take a look. Yes, please take a look. Our Our, our, new live stream show. Yeah. On the Twitch. Yeah, where we look at uh, new games, ports of games, games that are newly out for some platform. And I played Rocket League for the first time. Mm-hmm. On Switch, yeah, uh, that system is just you. You especially, you've got to be in seventh heaven over this. You have everything <laughs> you want on Switch. I remember when this thing was announced. You're like, I want Doom, I want Rocket League, and within the last seven days, you've gotten both of those. I only got one thing left. If they give me the Grand Theft Auto games on here, oh, I'm in heaven. If you- they somehow figure out a way to put Red Dead Two on this thing, oh man, I'm golden. Yeah. That's it. It's the last thing. The last thing on Asif's checklist of Nintendo <laughs> World Domination is Red Dead. For Switch is no, is Rockstar. Oh yeah, just Rockstar in general, yeah. Give me Rockstar Ping Pong on there. Yeah, that's that Or table tennis. Yeah. Give me give me the uh, that we we got LA Noir. It's like a taste. Yeah, that's true. It was developed by a Rockstar it's Studio. It's a little Rockstar taste. They, they published it, I don't remember. Right? They yeah. published it. That's what it was. It wasn't Rockstar North developed, but they published it. But there's a little taste of Rockstar. Right. But I'm like, man, if they could get GTA Five running on that, that's it. That would be it for me. Because I don't know what else I could want. It becomes a Nintendo wish list at this point. Yeah, it Because really the third-party support is coming. Yep. Which was the funniest thing. In January and in March, gee, what websites were doubting if there would even be third-party support? <laughs> you know? It's like all of them but ours. It felt like. Yeah. It, felt it like really that. felt like the mainstream games media was like, this thing's doomed. Nintendo doomed. Yeah. The battery life will suck. The screen is too. It's only 720p. That'll never work. I mean, hey, if you want to get clicks, you forecast doom and gloom for Nintendo. Yeah. It's a tale as old as time. If you want to make your readers a ton of money by telling them to buy Nintendo stock in January and December, right? you're me. Yeah. You might not get as many views as that video telling everyone that they're doomed, right? but the people who listened to me made money, and that makes me feel good. Yeah, that's good. You know? it's But outside of that, 
There's too many damn games on Switch. They're we really talked are. about this they're already. Really we have are. an episode named after this. There's too many <laughs> damn games. I have no time to play all these games. This How is- am I supposed to play these games? What am I, <laughs> do I have time? Do I have time to beat Mario Odyssey while I have Rocket League and Doom and Mario Rabbids, and I could still be playing Zelda? That game is the deepest game to ever come out. Yep. Come on. I, I know. Can, I could play I Zelda know. for ten years. Just this- it. If only we'd so had. Like, this, how am I supposed to play all these games? If only we'd had this problem on Wii U. I know. It was we, had, we had five opposite. years of Wii U and nothing. Four, four, five, whatever. Yeah, coming up on five. Yeah, coming up on five years yeah. of Wii U, and we have like five games that we cared about. And now it's like a spoil of riches. Yep. You know, and like Hollow Knight got delayed for Switch. I'm like, I'm fine with that. Yeah, like, please. Like, Thank De- you. Delay a few other things. I'm, like, I'm good. I'm going to play it on uh, Steam as a result. Because yeah, I, okay. I was playing it on Steam, and I heard it was coming to Switch. Right. So I stopped playing it. But that game should be... That game was omitted from all the game awards. I'm really surprised by that. That game's way better than people realize. Yeah. And I think because it's an indie... Because it's a side-scrolling platformer, right. they don't want to give it the the respect. I think that these lesser AAA games get. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess the only thing I can say is that the AAA scene has actually been pretty pretty stacked this year. Yeah, you know, it is. But I would think best indie game or oh, somewhere. Yeah. There's got to be a art like style. That. Yeah, there's like there's there's. Maybe this is just not just Nintendo this year. There's just too many games. Yeah. Period. Unless you're playing on Xbox One. I mean, what is there? What 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 exclusives have they really had? Cuphead. Cuphead. Okay. Forza. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> Look, uh, <laughs> yeah, but you know what though? Like multi-platform, mutant football league, mutant football league is on their their early access thing, whatever that is. I've been picking on Xbox the past two weeks. I guess because it's just frustrating because I really liked the original Xbox and the Xbox 360, and I know Microsoft could do better. Yeah, this is not so, them at their best. That's no, for it's sure. not. It's sure not. I they Crackdown was supposed to be here. Yeah. There's just things that were supposed to be here. Sea of Thieves was supposed to be here. Yep. Um, so quarter one for Scalebound was supposed to be here. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like... But I think there's just too many games on other platforms. That's true. Like You look at... I, I still haven't played Nier Automata. Mm-hmm. I, pure great things. I still haven't played Persona 5. I think Nier is one of those games... I, I skipped it for the same reason I skipped Horizon, which was because it came out way too close to Zelda, and I knew I was going to be playing that. I know, but like now that I've beaten Zelda, mm-hmm. and Game of the Year is coming up, yeah, you need. To, I have uh, to taste these games. Study up, I have yeah. to play them. I have to. I have to give them their just due because it really seems like Near would be a game I would like. Horizon, I'm. That's the one where I'm like, God, I don't know if I have it in me to play another massive open world game that isn't Zelda. Uh, yeah, see, that's the thing. I'll be honest, and I hate to sound like a fanboy here, but you're Zelda, going to, and we are. I and, am. And yeah, we're and basically am. the Switch cast. I'll tell you though, Breath of the Wild's take on open world has made every other open world game look so unappealing and just kind of busy. Busy, yeah. Busy is the perfect word. 
all these games are just so much stuff going on. Yeah. I love going the the HUD, the like the minimal HUD mm-hmm. in Zelda. I, don't, I can't remember what it's called, like Pro Mode. Pro Mode, I think, yeah. Yeah, Pro Mode. Ugh, that's just the way every game should be. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's it's perfect. But it's just like you open that map and the only symbols on it really are like stables and shrines you've conquered, which function as waypoints. And towers. Uh, yeah, and towers. Like Otherwise, you put stamps down. You can mm-hmm. mark it however you want. It's just, it's the first open world game where I've looked at the map and didn't immediately feel overwhelmed. It's also the kind of level where I know which direction I'm going most of the time. Yeah. I don't need to look at the map. Yeah. Like, you, you, early on you need it. When you're, pla- when, once, you, once you get your towers. Yeah. I know where I am. Yeah. I only open it, like, I dropped my, um, in the DLC, they added the personal locator device where you can put a waypoint anywhere uh-huh. i put one in Terrytown. i don't know if you finished that's the quest where you do like 10 quests and you build up a town over time no i haven't so vendors one. vendors go there that sell stuff you can't get anywhere else or if you can it's rare like after you finish the town an armor vendor moves in and sells four sets that you could normally only get by finishing certain shrines oh okay uh another guy i think uh Zora moves there and sells every type of arrow uh, Gorons move there and sell all the different types of gems. Oh, okay. So essentially, Terrytown becomes the town you go to when you don't want to farm. Like they're uh, they're eliminating farming. Like Terrytop oh. is like your one stop shop for everything. Okay, it's so awesome. I uh, beat the game without it. it yeah, but that's the thing. Like, <laughs> that's the magic of this game. That's the magic of this game. You can beat that game. Like I There's think so many uh, different ways to play it. Uh, I think it was Anuma who said like in 2016, like yeah, you'll be able to finish this game in less than an hour or just never finish it. And that that is borne out. Yeah, this is how you could just play. I don't know. I'm just sorry to go on a Zelda tangent, but no, it's going to happen every episode. It's going to happen every episode. For it's the like rest of my life. it's better than your RE2 tangents, dude. That game is coming, and it's going to be great. PSX. It's going to be PSX with the VGAs. The VGAs. The Game Awards. Yeah, because the, the VGAs, VGAs were on G4. Yeah, the VGAs are almost like the Super Bowl in that a lot of people watch them just for the trailers, just for the commercials. For sure. Because you anna- they announce a lot of people yeah. announce games there. Yeah, we cover it. Yeah. We actually live reacted to it last year. Yeah, that's it was, right. It was Greg and I. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't got my invite yet. I might go if I get invited. They're really cool. I really like that show. You know, Jeff Keighley catches a lot of flack, but... Uh, I like the, the the effort he puts into trying to create a mainstream video game awards show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really cool to hear from the guest developers he brings. Like yep. I think it was last year when he was finally able to honor Hideo Kojima. Oh, dude, he's got such a bromance with that dude, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, but Jeff Keighley is like, oh, he's he all like, over that guy. Like near tears when he was talking to him. Yeah, I think Kojima was like, whoa, like chill out a bit. yeah he's like kind of that stoic japanese man yeah and you get this like fanboy gaijin is just fawning over him nuts yeah <laughs> he's like okay he's <laughs> like i can just see him like later uh, and be I'm like i'm, I'm, I'm be okay too Jim. but yeah like i'm happy to be here but yeah it was because the year before they couldn't give him the award konami konami would not allow him to come to america yeah. They had locked him in a room with pachinko machines. At this point, I think I'm a bigger fan of Konami than I am EA. That's right. <laughs> I said it. You know what's weird? I still like Madden. I still like... That's why that we, we streamed Madden during Happy Hour, our, our new Twitch show. That's right. While we talked about Star Wars. Yeah. And Greg's like, this is so weird. I'm like, what? They're both made by EA? Yeah. 
you know, this is probably the best game they made this year. <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, FIFA for Switch is really good, too. Yeah. But that's true. In its own way. And, you know, just speaking of Konami, they've got a new, the first Metal Gear without Kojima at the helm comes out next year. So yeah. that'll be an interesting situation. That's a huge test for them. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, kind of getting back to Rocket League on Switch. Yes. Because uh, we went on a hell of a Zelda tangent. We sure did. Um, <laughs> I've always got one ready. <laughs> I, I, I have a different take on it because it wasn't my first time playing Rocket League. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. have Rocket League on PS4. I have Rocket League on Xbox One. I have Rocket League on Steam. Across those platforms, you've played literally hundreds of hours, like over five hundred hours. Yeah, like probably. And I've you know I've streamed tournaments for the game. Yeah, you know Shack battles. I, we've had a lot of fun with Rocket League. Right. So my take on it's a little different. Like the game clearly. It's like it's like what I said in the Doom review. It's not as good as it is on PC. Good as in performance. Yeah. It's not high res. It's still running at 60 frames per second. Yeah, I was going to say in terms of uh frame rate, I had no issues. They made sure it would run at 60 fps. Mm-hmm. And they they cut the resolution to the point where it would. Mm-hmm. Hi puppy. Uh so yeah, I think uh the real it, it really shines in handheld mode. Yeah, that's the whole point of these games. Like people who, the people who are making it's better on PC argument. Yes, you're right. It is better on PC, but you can't play it portably, and that's the whole thing. That's what's shining with these games. What I love about people who say, "Well, it's better on you know this PC or this other console," they 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 say this with the air of someone who thinks they're making like this profound statement, like. No, no kidding. I don't think any Switch owner is delusional about this. No, we all know that. But it's but like it's the ability to play it portably. That I, when I travel, I have to bring a gaming laptop around with me before to play Rocket League. Right now, I don't. Yep, <laughs> that's huge. I needed a gaming laptop to travel with Doom. Yeah, now I don't. I, I think the real <laughs> that's point, huge. And I couldn't pull. I couldn't pull out my 17-inch <laughs> gaming laptop on a plane. No, no. try to play that. Like the, the whole thing is the the gulf between console and portable versions of games has narrowed. With the Switch, it's almost it's almost non-existent. Like I remember when I was a kid and I had a Game Boy. The Game Boy was the only system I had on Mortal Monday when Mortal Kombat 1 came out. Mm-hmm. So I got that version. And yes, it was terrible, but it's the only Mortal Kombat I could play. But now it seems like with every successive handheld, Nintendo has closed that gap to where, like, yeah, sure, the Switch versions of games like Doom, probably Skyrim, Rocket League are not as visually impressive as consoles. But man, other than that, the differences are few and far between they're minimal and you're willing i think most fans of these games are willing to make that sacrifice in performance Mm -hmm. because they like the game so much yeah i i I love the ability i can just lay down like i was literally laying on my couch on my back playing rocket league last night yeah you know and i just wouldn't i wouldn't do that on a console or on pc you couldn't you can't yeah and that's what people are missing and I was able to jump online and play in ranked, you know, and like online gameplay is good on Switch. Yeah. That had been a huge problem for cross-platform games with Nintendo, with Wii U, and with Wii especially. <laughs> yeah. Online online in general has been They kind of sucked spotty. at it for a decade. Yeah. This is the generation where they finally got it right. Yeah. And because it's wireless and an untethered system, 
It's like super powerful. <laughs> yeah. To be able to do that. Yep. Like, that I can just like hang out. If I have Wi-Fi, I can jump on somewhere and play like online multiplayer in Doom handheld, online multiplayer in Rocket League, yeah. matchmaking with people across multiple platforms. That's amazing. It is amazing. I'll, I'll use the analogy of book to movie adaptations. I know a lot of people just go crazy when their favorite book is adapted to a movie because they just go in with the mindset of, well, I can't like this because it just won't be as good. Yeah. But for me, for example, I love I Am Legend, the book. I also really enjoyed the movie because even though it was very different, the spirit of I Am Legend was still intact in the movie. That's kind of how I look at switch ports. Doom visually on switch just looks it can look ugly compared to relative to the consoles and the pc but the spirit of doom is fast frenetic visceral gameplay and mm. my stance was as long as that makes the jump intact doom on switch will be worth playing it made the jump that game that game feels like doom that's what's important the spirit of that game is alive and well in the switch port and another thing that switch is doing with bringing doom especially to it one of my friends always talks shit about Nintendo games. He's like, yeah, Nintendo, that's a baby games console. They don't... That... Doom ain't no baby game. Nope. Glory kills, rip and tear, going to hell and back. Yeah. That is not a baby game. Absolutely not. That's a hardcore gamer's game. And keep in mind that the last time Doom was on a Nintendo portable, they, they did sanitize it. Like, they, I think the Doom, Doom and Doom 2 on Game Boy Advance had, like, green blood. Yeah. Visually and performance-wise, it looked pretty. It played well. It looked good. But like this is Doom, completely unsanitized, uncensored. Mm -hmm. It's it's Doom, the same Doom you'd play on any other platform. Yep. And just, that is important. Just lower res. Yeah. Different textures. But the spirit is there. That id tech engine is so powerful. It is. That's what it shows me. Is id tech is extremely scalable. Whereas something like Dice's Frostbite engine may not be scalable, right? And maybe that's why they're just like, screw this. We'd have to have two engines. I mean, which is why what we saw with FIFA happened, right? They said, but they already have a Madden engine like that. Yeah, they have Madden 16 or Madden 14. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the reason because like the whole the appeal of doing a port for a publisher, it's just this like quick and dirty, like carry it over, make some money. Uh huh. And I feel like if they really have to. If, if Frostbite wouldn't work, if they had to dig into too many of its guts, they might view that as something that would be not worth the investment, I guess. Yeah. But id tech works. But id tech works. I was going to say, you know, id tech 6 seems like the source of this generation. Like yeah. source circa Half-Life 2 and Left 4 Dead through Left 4 Dead 2, I would say, really got a lot of attention because it was so scalable. And, yeah. right, you know, Doom 3 came out like three months before Half-Life 2. The difference was night and day. Like Doom 3 required a beefy rig. Half-Life 2 was almost like almost Blizzard Entertainment-esque in its ability to just scale to lower-end hardware and still be fun. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, It Takes Six, It Takes Six, I am very impressed with that engine. Is Wolfenstein 2 running on It Takes Six? They told us it was a modified version. Remember on our, our studio tour, Vid? Yeah, that's okay. They're yeah. like, it's, we call it, around the office, they called it It 6.6. Or 6.66. Okay. That was like the joke. Yeah. Um, so it's a modified version of id tech six mm -hmm. and digital foundry actually had a side-by-side -side comparison video as they tend to do for doom on PC and doom on switch. I watched them and of express some concerns about Wolfenstein on switch because it is a more enhanced engine. Yeah. So they're worried about some problems with porting it, but if it's panic button again, panic button 
So I, we salute you. Yeah. You brought Doom and Rocket League to Switch within a week of yeah. each other. That those guys have those guys have not have got to be celebrating right now. Rock stars. They deserve it. They Shaq News salutes you. Yes. Way to do it for Shaq News Panic Button. Really. Thank you. Yep. Because that that. This is a critical time for Switch. This is not only does Nintendo, did they need third-party support, they needed to show that third-party games, really sophisticated games Mm tech-wise, could hang. Yeah. And Panic Button said, hold my beer. Yeah. And came out with two great ports. Yeah, and it's salute to id for reaching out to them and uh psionics for taking a chance on them but i know these like smaller studios like that these kinds of things can make or break their fiscal year right can save them as a company you know i i think going back to what i said earlier where there's too many games this is gonna end poorly dude there's no way that this is the perfect ingredient for a bubble respawn getting acquired Mm -hmm. for 300 to 400 million dollars depending on incentives Mm mm-hmm that's the ingredient of a bubble yeah a game that didn't make money a company that really what have they done that was profitable and now they're getting acquired for 300 million by a studio that just shut down another one yes i I see the ingredients for some contraction Mm -hmm. yeah where i've talked about that on the media side of things i think it's going to be doubly worse yeah on the content side like i think there was a stat that came out more games have been released on steam this year than the previous like from like i think it was like 2010 to 2015 i remember that yeah so it's like it's happening man this is a bubble there's too many things coming out yeah there are too many games but these are what's different with switch nintendo is curating it yeah Steam is just opening the floodgates. It's almost App Store esque. Yeah, at this point, they're doing a, their best Apple impression this year. Mm-hmm. They might as well have Steve Jobs' zombie corpse dragged out on the stage next time they do something. <laughs> yeah, I know they don't have stage events very often, but it's like it's crazy how much like Apple they really are behaving right now. Yeah, and kudos to them. That's a compliment yeah. to be in consumer electronics and to be compared to Apple. They're getting it done, but it's really hard to sift through the chaff and, and find the wheat. Yeah. You know. But I think they're doing a good job of that. Mm-hmm. And I think the Nintendo. Part, yeah. Yeah, that's, Nintendo. Yeah. Steam is not. Steam is not. That yeah, that's what I meant. Nintendo's doing a, a killer the job. The industry has a, a mess on its hands. Right. I think Nintendo's handling it very handling it very well. Mm-hmm. I think Sony's doing a decent job. Microsoft has no idea what they're doing. Nope. You know, and it's, but those, those are just hardware makers. Yeah. The Kings are made in the software side of things. That's right. You know, so it's, I think you look at Rockstar and the the folks that take two, they said that they were extremely happy. Uh, take two was with the NBA 2K sales on switch. Mm-hmm. Nice. So it's like, and that game doesn't run great. No. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's not it's not perfect. But it filled a void. It's a basketball game on Switch. Yep. And it's good. Mm-hmm. EA doesn't have their basketball game on Switch. No. So it's I, I think that it's those two companies, man. I think there's a interesting case study to show mm-hmm. how EA's handling this era versus Nintendo and how Versus um, Bethesda. Versus Bethesda. Yeah. You know, versus even 
Um, Activision's weird this was, year. Yeah, Activision hasn't. I don't know. They have Call of Duty. What else have they really put out? Yeah, they've been kind of quiet. Oh, relatively speaking, Destiny. Oh, okay, Destiny Two. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's their big one. Um, that game. I mean, that game is going over well. It's going over very well. I think the only complaint I've really heard, and I don't exactly have my ear to the ground when it comes to Destiny Two, is that uh, it was a little thin on end game content. That and also the I, I think it's more mechanical. The weapons are they're like almost more democratized. It's less it's less exciting to go grind. Mm, okay. For things. Hmm. You're, the engrams are I don't know, it's not it's they changed something. It's not as fun as the first one right. when it came to grinding for loot. And that's the thing. Like that's a game that was built on grinding for loot, but it wasn't it wasn't done in a way that was as offensive as Battlefront. No, you know, and that's no. I even saw people on our on the the chatty uh, our forum posting about how they're like, yeah, I would rather just grind in Destiny. But you know what? I wonder if there's almost there there are precedents and contexts to consider. Like Destiny Two, uh, Bungie and Activision have always built that as kind of like MMO light. You're not subscribing to it, but the progression system is very grindy. Yeah, an MMO ish, whereas Battlefront Two, I I would not have objected to going into multiplayer and finding out like okay, I can grind, or, or grind for or purchase loot boxes for cosmetic items, but to have, you know, the who's who of Star Wars locked behind behind like forty plus hours of grinding, mm-hmm. was just a real blow. Yeah, that was a it's inexcusable, unacceptable. Yeah, that's how you get a six out of ten in Shackney's. Yep. It sucks. Like it, it was a game I wanted to be good, and it wasn't. Yeah. So that's. I don't know. I kind of want to short their stock, though. <laughs> I mean, it seems. I'll write about it. They have not had the best uh, quarter, <laughs> let alone year. I no, guess. and this is a crucial quarter for game companies. Yep. The Christmas quarter can represent 60, 80% of your earnings for the year. Yeah. So if you screw up this quarter, it can be really bad. Yeah. So that's that's an interesting setup. I'm going to have to do my homework, as I like to say. I would like to read this column or watch this video, whatever you put out. I'm wondering how I should do it because I I can just do hot takes on video pretty easily. I would do a hot take on video, but I really enjoy the depth and detail you go into in the writing. The articles, yeah. Best of both worlds. Yeah, it's it's tough. if I just don't have to edit a Greg review for a little bit, I should be okay. I should have the time. Uh, another story kind of in finance, but not really. Uh, Game GameStop CEO uh, stepped down today. Yeah. He, uh, he had a tumor in 2014, a brain, brain tumor, tumor. Yeah. And had it removed and had recovered and was surviving. And apparently he has a recurrence of that. Just, that's sad and scary that has to be terrifying that's yeah i feel bad for his family and every one yeah. of his friends everybody over there and that company man it's really under hard times that's a, that's that's a company that's on back against the wall at this moment they just announced i think today that they were halting their subscription like rental yeah. game rental program which sounded like I'm not. I don't really do much with physical games, but it sounds like for anyone for anyone who misses being able to easily rent physical media, 
Uh, it sounded like it might be a good thing. Do yeah. you know why they postponed it? I don't. Okay. They didn't really. They didn't really go into it as far as no. I remember. Yeah. They didn't say why. They just said they were doing it. Hmm. I'm wondering if they had a problem with scaling it or yeah, if they didn't have enough inventory for it. Who knows? Right. It's like, hey, we got 50,000 copies of Madden from 2013. <laughs> you know that we we try to sell them for five dollars on the shelf but no one wants them well that well that was like blockbuster's whole thing one of their one of their promises was that they they guaranteed new releases or they'd let you rent it for yeah. free and i remember almost every time except once when i would go in there the day a new movie would come out they'd have they just had like shelves like stacks of it yeah i remember i think i wanted scream three the night it came out and they didn't have it that was like the only time i actually got to take them up on their free rental yeah but that game GameStop's gonna have to be in that position where they're gonna have to get enough stock i guess because they get new games and they're gonna have to hope people trade it in relatively quickly so they can rent them out yeah you know or else you're gonna be waiting <laughs> i i could see how that problem would be or that that program would be an issue for multiplayer centric games. Like if you have to wait, like say two to four weeks to get your hands on Battlefront Two, and people might have already moved on, uh, it wouldn't be worth renting. I don't. I, that's I'm just speculating here. Yeah, but no, it's just it's weird, man. I, I'm a shareholder of GameStop. You know, I'm I'm Mr. Contrarian. I love to buy things when yeah they look terrible. Right. But <laughs> hearing hearing them compared to get, to Best Buy by you is kind of giving me the the creeps or blockbuster yeah sorry both of them are terrible yeah yeah blockbuster yeah best buy is still in business but blockbuster you just laid out why their playbook failed yeah and that's kind of scary because yeah yeah, gamestop could still fail but right now i think they're ridiculously cheap and i i i don't don't know i might be an idiot i i don't know (laughs) i know i kind of want to write an article about that like i think best buy or i think gamestop is a buy but I'm also I could, but I also could be an idiot. Yeah, yeah, that's a good title. There <laughs> like, you, you go. Know what I mean, like, is your uh, launching pad? Like, am I an idiot for buying GameStop stock? Yeah. Question mark. Uh, I haven't written that article yet. I'm kind of glad because the stock kept dropping, but it's getting to a point where if they liquidated the company today, if they sold all of their assets today, and they paid off all of their debt, and then they redistributed what was left to shareholders it's worth more than what it's trading for (laughs) (laughs) like that's that's how low they've sunk i guess i feel like there's always a place for a GameStop because other than like mom and pop shops for used games like here in canton we have a couple of uh, exchange stores exchange is a really good store there like GameStop is the only you know i guess triple a if you will used games business in the industry and mm-hmm. it's not exactly a good thing for the industry, but it, it can be good for consumers. So I kind of look at like it from both angles. People in Ohio, people yeah. in the middle of this country yeah. that aren't as wealthy, yeah. they trade in games and they buy used games. Yeah. And it's not. And, and the other thing is they need physical retail. Yep. Because we have potato internet here. Mm-hmm. And some other people have data caps. Where yeah. You run into a problem. Like, try to download Assassin's Creed, Doom. Grand Theft Auto and uh, Battlefront in a month. You're going to hit your data cap. You'll hit your data cap before you download one of those. I remember when Doom came out last year, there were people in the chatty who said, because of data caps or just potato internet, I cannot download a 50 gigabyte game. I'm buying this thing on a DVD, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. I couldn't even do that on my PC. I don't have an optical drive. Yeah. 
So it's like I, I just use my potato internet. It's really funny. I had to burn a CD recently. And when someone asked me, I had to stop and think like, do I have, can I even do that? <laughs> and Amy, my wife said, well, yeah, you have a DVD burner. I'm like, do I? How do you know this? It's been so long since I even opened the tray. You get push eject and you're like, by God, I do have oh, one. Oh, look, my cup holder is still here. <laughs> I think the last, like the last game I played, and this is recent, like Diablo came out in 1996, but that game never was available digitally. Like Blizzard made like Diablo 2 and Starcraft available digitally. But every now and then I pop in Diablo. I, I actually, I think I did rip an image, so I don't even have to open the CD drive for that anymore. <laughs> but yeah, it's just weird. Like there is, I think there, I feel like there is still a place for GameStop. But at the same time, I don't think they're evil, but I also think that certain epidemics in the industry could be laid at their feet. Totally. Uh, no, I, I. The thing about me when it comes to investing, I don't have any religion or morality at all. No. It's all about making money. Yeah, exactly. You know, so That's I, goal. I, I, I'll invest in a cigarette company. Yeah. You know, and I'll turn around and donate to Extra Life. Right. <laughs> you know, like I don't care. Right. It's 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 about making money. So yeah. it's like I understand that the hatred mm-hmm. that surrounds GameStop, I think that has to do with why it's valued in the way it is. Yeah. I think that uh, it's also the most shorted stock in the market. It's got 27% of its float, which means one in four shares, Yeah, people are betting against the company. Mm-hmm. They've, been, they've borrowed them and they've bet against the company. So if good news ever does befall GameStop, <laughs> it causes what you call a short squeeze, where no one is there to sell the stock because mm-hmm. all the shareholders are happy that it's going up. Yeah. But there's people out there that are trying to buy it uh, to cover their short. You know, oh, okay, you borrow okay. a stock, you sell it short, and then you have to buy it back, hopefully for a lower price than you sold it for. Yeah. That's how that's how shorting works. Okay. <clears throat> so when you're 27% short, on a good news day, that stock could shoot 20% higher yeah. in, like, on any kind of positive news. The other thing I think might happen is because of the that what I talked about the the book value mm-hmm. trading below its own liquidation value I think it could go private mm-hmm. very easily a, a a hedge fund or a private equity fund could easily buy GameStop for a couple billion yeah and then you don't have to worry about shareholders anymore you're privately traded and you Dell exists privately held now oh yeah okay that's a good example you know hilton went went uh public or went private and then public and then Mm -hmm. private again i think uh sea world was privately held for a while okay so this happens yeah from time to time so i feel like that's a stock that could go private Mm -hmm. uh, and that would be kind of interesting yeah uh but i think there's there (laughs) that that company might not die no i mean i i think if you can say anything about gamestop you can say they've been resourceful yeah, you know they got in. They got into the digital games business. Mm-hmm. You know that's a tributary for them. And ThinkGeek. Yeah, and their their pivot to hardware used hardware. Yeah, you can buy an SNES there, an NES there now. You can, I think they buy and trade like Apple products too, right? Yeah, they acquired Simply Mac. Yeah, they're, so, they're resourceful. Yeah, so I think there's a, I think there's definitely a future in used hardware. Uh, I think there's a future in that accessory category that ThinkGeek hits. Yeah. So I think there's a future for them. It's a question of how big of a company they are mm-hmm. going forward. Right. How many stores they have, what their margins are. I but at the stock has fallen from sixty five to sixteen dollars. 
yeah. So down here, luckily I didn't own it at 65. I wasn't telling anyone to buy it at 65. Right. But when it got below book value, I said, hey, this is kind of interesting. Yeah. So I feel like I'm going to write something about that. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, even around our area, there used to be a GameStop on every other corner. Yeah. GameStop was like the subway mm-hmm. of games. They made you know. too many of them. Yeah. And uh, I've noticed some of them, some of them I used to frequent have been closed just because they realized, someone realized like, hey, we don't need one of, like two of these on every board. For like two years now, they've been closing underperforming stores. Yeah. And their revenues are kind of flat. Mm-hmm. But their revenues were $8 billion last year, and they're being valued at less than one point, or less than $2 billion. Wow. That's what I mean. It, it's it's kind of crazy. Usually you trade at a premium to your sales, not a discount to your sales. Yeah. That's how little faith the market has in this stock, which makes it so interesting to me. <laughs> I, I love those. The uh, Benjamin Graham, the godfather of uh, value investing, mm-hmm. he called them cigarette butts on the side of the street. They're just like garbage stocks. Nintendo at $11. Right. That's a garbage stock. Just sitting there. No one, when the Wii U was failing and they had three years in a row of financial losses, like no one thought Nintendo could ever succeed. Right. I love buying things at those moments. (laughs) Because those are going to be your best risk rewards. Yeah, for sure. Now, you could still lose everything. But if you use fundamental investing and you look at the actual guts of the company mm-hmm. you usually can prevent disaster so we'll see but that's that's yeah. my that's i'll we'll call that my finance hot take my gamestop corner of or my game trader gamestop little uh shout out for this week okay interesting uh, but yeah. yeah i'll i'm gonna try to write something about this and try to explain because what i did well at work when i was an investment advisor was take something complicated like book value and explain it in a way that everyone can understand it. I, I I know I could I certainly benefit from so that. I try to do that. Yeah, that's been the goal of my that whole feature. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I became EIC, it took up a lot of my time. For sure, I can understand that. Taking Greg reviews, dude. Yesterday you asked me to edit a Greg review, and I'm like, do you want me to ever finish this Quake? No. Select or not? I I was like I I. I <laughs> I, you, you had to have known how broken I was no, I know. to come to you. After yeah. I was like, I'm like, I've been working on this for eight hours <laughs> here. And then, then like an hour, like an hour after you start editing it is when that story breaks Yeah, about the 75% cut. And we're yeah. just like, fuck the world. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, fuck this shit. Come on, EA. Come on. Yeah. So, um, I think that's the show. Yeah. That was a good show. It was. We have too many damn games. Maybe we'll just call this one too many damn games. Or too many damn Switch games. What a time to be alive. Or just what a time to be alive. Yeah. Rocket League on Switch, what a time to be alive. Or just what a time to be alive. Maybe just what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. Yeah. I think that's the name of this episode. I think so. Lola is over this yeah, this Lola, week's episode. Lola's like, you guys got to wrap it. It's like, this is done. Um... So this week's episode was brought to you by Bombay Sitar, ah. fine India Indo-Pak cuisine here in Canton, Ohio, on yes. Fulton Road, right down the street from my house, literally four minutes away. Yeah, put, put on track eighteen on my album. I'm there. You know what? They make good food. Period. But if you're ever in this area, and you want some some Indo-Pak food between the hours of 11:30 a.m. I think 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. Their buffet is incredible. Yeah, they have a lunch buffet. Yeah, like three islands full of food, 
all sorts of drinks. And that place is always packed. Yeah. And it is it is worth it. I would eat there every single day. And it's affordable. It is. It is you affordable. You get a damn ton of food. When yeah. I, I paid like, I think it was 12 bucks, but I had a huge There's ass so plate. much food there. Yeah, it's great. You can go back for three or four servings and get something different every single time. I've been getting the biryani there because I'm, I'm basic, basic brown dude. I'm like, okay, just give me some rice and chicken and I'm, yeah, I'll yeah, be on yeah. my way. <laughs> you know, like I, I get, I get that. Right. I, I got, I doubled up on the order just so I could have leftovers. Nice. And then, yeah, the next day I had more. It was, it's delicious. Huge fan. They're not paying us to say this. We just like them. Yeah. They're a small business. We're a small business. We're all just existing in 2017, not killing people. Yeah. Trying to not sexually harassing anyone, not dropping us. Not dropping loot crates on people. Yeah. Not sending death threats because your Indian food didn't come out right. <laughs> but Definitely yeah. not. Don't do that. But yeah, if you're in Canton, Ohio, which you should be, what the hell are you guys doing? For sure. Great time of year to visit. Hotels are very cheap right now. That is the truth. Uh, yeah, it's getting cold. Mm-hmm. So yeah, go to Bombay Sitar. And uh, yeah, the usual shout outs. Uh, go to twitch.tv slash Shack News to watch our new shows. We have happy hour on mondays which is uh just a talk show it's a talk show we're just gonna talk about gaming stuff right get everyone in team speak play a game talk about games doesn't have to be the same game that we're playing and talking about doesn't matter mm. no rules right it's just us hanging out talking right. and then please take a look a more targeted show it's like a, a a quicker way of looking at games right you know uh and i think we're doing it a little more honestly than some other let's plays where people will play a game and then film yeah we're just like jumping in like boom here we are we're playing the game right you had never played rocket league nope had a blast you want to play it again don't you i do i'm also the drop shot mode master yeah you are there's that when you guys are playing let me know and i'll jump on i i can i can help you guys that'd be fun and it has bots yeah, I, I'm all about bots. I will be playing against the bots. My wife Amy and I will will challenge bots. It's we'll gonna be fun. Play. You yes. can even you can even play a season. Oh, yeah, together. A, I think so. That'd be cool. You have a season mode She'd too. Be up for that. I'm thinking of starting up a season on Switch for when I'm traveling and I might not be around Wi-Fi. Okay, but I'm gonna play that online. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. It's when I'm just chilling. I'll, I'll pick it. It's you saw it. It's like bite sized pick it up play it for five minutes put it down yeah it's like it, that it really is perfect for that it's like that tony hawk style or that i don't know it it, it scratches that itch for me yeah uh, in an extremely great way for sure so yeah, go to twitch subscribe to us go to uh youtube.com slash uh shack news games because mm-hmm. slash shack news is taken by some jerk and uh go to youtube.com slash gamer hub videos which is our, you know, gamer culture interview site. We interviewed uh, the act, the voice actress from Star Wars. Right. We interviewed her. Oh, awesome! Yeah, that's right. A video is linked in Greg's review of Battlefront Two. That's right. Check out Greg's video review while you're at Shack News YouTube, and uh, also go to ShackNews.com. We have a ton of great articles. If you're in the mood to, for some guides, maybe like let's say you're playing Wolfenstein, mm-hmm. and you're stuck on the Enigma machine. Go to shackfacts.com or just click the guides button on Shack News. We have a ton of guides. Yes. You've probably been to our site reading a guide not even realizing you're at Shack News because our SEO is that great. Our search engine optimization is that good. And, yeah, keep it locked on our site for the uh, Black Friday deals. 
We have a ton of those coming out. In the next two weeks, the Quake article will be done. I know. And live. I know. It's over 90,000 words now. 90,000 words? Yeah, well, there's a lot of shit that happened. That's 30,000 more words than the last time you told us how many words were in it. I know. Are there more words coming? Yeah, yeah, because I'm writing the last three chapters this week, so. This is Tim Willis still not talking to us? Nope. Womp womp. He talked to us once for an hour, you know, at, at QuakeCon, and I, I kept the interview very focused on Quake Champions, mm-hmm. got a run out of his career, but I needed to follow up, and uh, I, I haven't been able to do that so far, so. We're going to tell a story. Yeah, there's there's <laughs> Good Lord. There's stories to tell. That, that is a interesting, interesting story. Yeah. So, yeah, it's you're almost done. Almost done. How are you doing in Zelda? Well... At this point, I've had to choose <laughs> Quake Select or Zelda. Okay. So, uh, no, I'm, I'm doing all right on Zelda. Uh, I've been last weekend. So you still have three Divine Beasts down? I have three Divine Beasts down. And I, your, your last one was the camel, right? Yeah. Okay. Or No, the last one I have to do is the camel. Yeah. I've do, Yeah, I've done elephant, uh, salamander, and bird. Uh-huh. Uh, I the have, bird was the one you recently did. That's the most recent one. I that have was a fun one. All three stamina wheels. I have. I'm one shrine away from my twentieth. All three container. stamina wheels. Yeah. Wow. I I beat this game with such a minimal link build, dude. I just I love exploring <laughs> in this game. I I did too. I still do. I need to start my Grand Theft Hyrule stream up. Yeah, you I think should. That'd be fun. You totally. I'd watch. That. Uh, I'll I'll start doing that. But yeah, I I love that game. It's probably going to be our game of the year. That that whole thing starting up. Uh, one last thing I want to make fun of before we go. Okay. Jeff Keighley's The Game Awards mm. announced a new category. Most anticipated game of the year. <laughs> Which is like... What is that? Like... <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? Yeah. Okay. Resident Evil 2 remake. So, folks, in the chatty, on Twitter, at Technosucks or at uh, David L. Craddock, at Shack News. Tell us what your most anticipated game of next year is. And tell us why it's Resident Evil 2. Tell us if it's not Resident Evil 2 also. That's impossible. And uh, shout out to uh, everyone that uh, is subscribing to our podcast. Everyone's sharing it. If you're on the social media and you happen to be sharing something. <laughs> Here it comes. You might want to click the link before you share it. Yes. It helps the writer. It helps the site. It helps you become a more informed sharer and reader of information. So click the link. Watch the video. Listen to the podcast before you share it. And if you have a backlog of podcast episodes, it's okay. We still love you. So thank you guys for subbing. Uh, I think that's it. Go out there and do it for Shack News. 